Hello, I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. Well, today we're going to be looking at a text from Matthew chapter 14. Um, up to this point, Jesus' ministry had included lots of teaching, and he was telling parables. And you may remember at the beginning of Matthew, there's that three-chapter Sermon on the Mount where Jesus sort of lays out the outline of his teachings. And one of those things that he said in the Sermon on the Mount are, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So keep that in mind as we're talking today. And... I'm sure that Jesus was a really engaging teacher, sort of a spellbinding teacher, but he also did lots of healing, lots of healing miracles in the first part of his ministry in Matthew. He cured a man of leprosy, he cured somebody of paralysis, um, brought, uh, got rid of a fever, got rid of demons, a woman had hemorrhages, he fixed that, he healed a blind man, a mute person, he even brought a little girl back to life. So it's possible that the following that he gathered was as much about those healings, watching people being healed and being healed oneself, that helped increase his popularity. So Jesus was gathering these followers as he was teaching and healing. So today in chapter 14, at the beginning of the chapter, Jesus finds out some awful news about John the Baptist, who you may remember was, um, according to the Gospel of Luke, a relative of his, but more importantly, was his forerunner. He prepared the way for Jesus to be the Messiah. Uh, there was a ruler named Herod who was sort of a puppet ruler for the Roman Empire in that uh, area around Galilee. He had had John the Baptist arrested because John had called him out for having an affair with his sister-in-law. And Herod did not care for that. And so he had him arrested and then Herod threw himself a big birthday party, said sister-in-law uh, sort of uh, orchestrated John's beheading. And so at this birthday party, John was killed. John's disciples came, took his body, buried him, and went to tell Jesus. So it seems that Jesus is pretty grieved by this news of John's death based on his actions at the beginning of today's reading. I'm going to start at verse 13. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. So in response to this devastating news that Jesus had found out about John, he did not retaliate. He withdrew uh, presumably to spend some time in prayer. This is a spotlight on the difference between the ways of the kingdom of God and earthly kingdoms. And that is a hallmark of Jesus' ministry, showing the difference between God's kingdom and earthly kingdoms. But crowds of people from all the towns around followed Jesus to where he was. So he came back to the shore and had great compassion for them. There were lots of sick people in this area. Uh, poor nutrition was one of the big reasons for that. Uh, food deprivation, there were lots of contagious diseases. Uh, now, the ruling empire had lots of food, lavish parties, lots of plenty and abundance. But most of the people 
uh, who lived in these villages lived barely making it day to day. That's why when we say the Lord's Prayer, that phrase, give us this day our daily bread, that is significant because for these folks that Jesus taught this prayer to, that was a very real thing. Give us enough bread, God, just to get through today. And so Jesus saw that crowd, he had compassion on them, and he acted, he cured them. We'll pick up at verse 15. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. There are six versions of this story in the Gospels. So it's an important story. If you're familiar with some of those other versions, you may have in your mind this idea of the disciples being kind of snarky and sarcastic, and they are in different versions. But in this version, which I think is my favorite, they're not. They're just matter of fact. They're telling Jesus, look, it is late, and these people are not going to leave until you tell them to leave, and they need to go home in time to get something to eat. And then Jesus says something that shocks them. Jesus says, they don't, they don't need to go away. You, you feed them. He almost seems perplexed. Like, why would you send them away to get food when we have food here? Have you ever experienced that moment of shock when somebody said something to you you just could not believe or did something that you just could not Believe Has that happened to you and you just didn't quite know how to respond? I had one of those moments um, last month or in June when I, I spent most of June with my mother. I took my mother to get ice cream one day and we stopped at a stoplight and the light turned green and the car in front of me did not go. So I blew the horn. I love to blow the horn. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there. My mother popped my hand <laughs> and said, don't do that. And I sat there for a second in complete shock. And I said, I am 52 years old. And you have just popped my hand. And then I couldn't stop laughing. I laughed and laughed and laughed. It just was so funny. So. If you have had one of those moments in your life where you just were in shock and then something, you know, knocked you out of it, I think that's where the disciples were at this moment. They were just so shocked. And here's why. Verse 18, they replied, We have nothing but five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he blessed and broke the bread, gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to the crowds, and all ate, and all were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men besides women and children. Throughout Scripture, we see the need, the hope, and the promise of abundant food. When the Israelites were wandering in the desert, 
God sent them bread, but just enough for one day. If they hoarded it, it would spoil. In Ezekiel, he had a vision of food provided by God, trees sprouting fruit, the earth yielding increase. Isaiah said, On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of wine, rich food filled with marrow, well-aged wine stained clear. Psalm 107 says, God satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. And Jesus in His own Sermon on the Mount said, Those who hunger and thirst are blessed. In response to this need, Jesus acts in this ritual that He will reenact later in His life. In that final meal with the disciples, He takes the bread, He blesses it, He breaks it, He gives it to the disciples. It's just like our communion ritual except for the cup. Thousands ate. Five loaves, two fish. Thousands, thousands ate. And all were filled up and there was food left over. And I can just imagine the disciples' shock turning into laughter as mine did after mom popped my hand as they're passing out this food and it just keeps coming. And the joy fills their souls. How is this happening? You have some, you have some, you have some. Everybody eats until they're full and then there's left over. God intervened to multiply the resources that were provided by human hands. Jesus has once again proven that He has power over things like sin, like disease, and like death because He has now overpowered hunger. This chapter describes two very different banquets. Herod had a banquet for himself. It was self-serving. It was a celebration of wealth and power to which he even cut somebody's head off to show that he could. And, now, and then we have this simple yet miraculous feast in this deserted place where human gifts were multiplied by God's grace. Jesus had compassion for the sick. He saw a need and He acted. The disciples had compassion for those who were hungry. And Jesus called them to act. And He calls us to do the same. And we might be shocked by what Jesus calls us to do. Our jaw may drop if we stop and listen for what Jesus calls us to do. But... If we do it in faith, perhaps that shock will turn into joy as we celebrate what God can do through the power of Jesus through us. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again and have a blessed week.